The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Monday, voluntary team workouts began for the Kansas City Chiefs, so we heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid as well as quarterback Patrick Mahomes, then wide receiver McCole Hardman, and linebacker Nick Bolton. So we'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes. Then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll finish things up with McCole Hardman and Nick Bolton. So we're we're glad to get this thing rolling again here. We're in phase one, so we're going to do this a little bit different Um uh, this year, uh, and not in comparison to what we've done the last couple of years, it's, it'd be basically the same where we're going to do, uh, our meetings virtual. So in phase one, you're able to meet with the players and then they, they can work out no coaches, um, supervising uh, any football activities. So, um, we're going to, we're going to meet with them virtually, uh, there, there's a number of guys that are here lifting, um, but they, again, these are all voluntary camps, so uh, all all three phases. But um, they will uh, be able to work out on their own and uh, do that part. We've had some gatherings with uh, with some of the skill players offensively. Pat um, organized some guys that are down in Texas with them and. They're throwing the, all the new receivers, a couple of new receivers that we have um, are down there with them and along with all, uh, the rest of the skill players. So um, new running backs, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it's, it's moving in a positive direction. Look forward to getting these meetings started as, as we go forward. We, we cover all the things that we've done with our scheme evaluation in the offseason. The coaches have spent a lot of time uh, and effort putting together um, and going back through uh, each play that, that we ran, we ran and evaluating them so that we can give the players a good teaching tool and then adding new things to the package. So um, offensively and defensively and special teams. So all three phases will get um, uh, the players will get a, a, a good uh, evaluation of the things that went on and any changes that we might have made. Anyways, that, that's what what we're doing now. We're in the mornings. Um, we, we've been doing the football part in the afternoons. We've been doing um, the evaluations uh, for the draft and uh, 
with the players that Brett and his staff have given us to, to look at. With that, time's yours. We'll go first to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. <clears throat> hey, Andy, how you doing today? Doing good, Adam. Good, good. Hey, um, in, in general terms, if nothing else, what, what, what's your offense going to look like without Tyreek now? Um, are we going to see something that you'd say might be significantly different? And, and Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it'll be significantly different. It'll be similar to what we did when, when in the games that Tyreek couldn't play in. Um, you know, we just, you know, there are certain things that he did, did very well. Um, uh, that we'll have people try to, to fill in those spots, but uh, without forcing anything. We normally, what we do on this is we try to play to the player's strengths uh, the best we can. So we'll see what the new, with some of the new guys, what they can do. And, and then, um, you know, we'll work around that. Okay. And also uh, you talked about, um, the two new receivers uh, at the owners meetings and you basically said, Hey, we, we like their size They're, uh, we, we felt like needed their size. Why is that so important? Why did you guys need to get bigger at those positions? I don't know if necessarily we had to get bigger with well, these guys are bigger. Um, so you're going to utilize some of the things that you can do with a, a little bit bigger guy um, that we're fortunate that, they have speed, athletic ability, and, and size. So you try to take those redeeming qualities and exploit them the best you can. And, you know, that's what we'll do. Um, it, it ends up being a little different flair, though, than what we maybe have had in the past. <clears throat> Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, I want to echo Adam. Good to see you as always. Hope you're well, man. Thank you. Yeah, all good. Yeah, I have two questions here for you as well. Kind of following up to what Adam asked you about the offense without Tyreek Hill. Uh, McCole Hardman obviously has an opportunity to do some some more things here. Well, what are your what's your vision for him coming into this season? And I'll have a follow up. Yeah, well, the one nice thing is we know what McCole can do, and uh, we have a lot of confidence in what he can do. He, he was coming off a good year, and um, and he's going to continue to grow here over the next couple of years even so we uh but McCole has the speed um uh, like a Tyreek had uh different player but like Tyreek had but he, he gives you a nice skill set there with the with the speed and quickness and ability to run when the ball is in his hands he's a very aggressive runner when he when he has the ball in his hands so you find ways uh to do that in a variety of different ways and an in-house question here, Coach, uh, Lucas Niang, obviously the knee injury last year. Where is he in his recovery process? And what's your, what's your hope or you anticipate him being able to be back on the field? Yeah, so Lucas has done a nice job rehabbing. And um, I, we, you know, Rick has stayed on top of that part. Um, and we'll, we'll just see. I don't want to put a date on it, Herbie, but, you know, we'll just see where it goes um, once we get back into uh, these next two phase, next two phases after phase one um, and see where, it, where, you know, his progress as he goes forward there. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. <clears throat> hey coach, echoing everyone. Good to see you. Um, yeah. Brad, 
Brad, I'll have a, a second one if you don't mind. Uh, with Patrick, uh, every time we, we talked about what he's working on in the offseason, it seems to always be the, the pocket presence, seems to really have a knack for throwing on the run. That's a work in progress. How much are you trying to focus year by year on, on transitioning to him in a pocket first passer, and how how is that coming along? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's hard to um, tell you something like that, Pete, because he's been so successful doing it the way um, that it's worked out and we've kind of built some things in there for him along with that, um, to, to his strengths. And, um, you know, you end up having an offense that was one of the top offenses in the league. You start looking at third down, you're the top third down team. You start looking at reds, all the critical situations. And he's, you know, he's done really well in those areas. So, um, you don't want to change too much. Um, He's always going to work on his timing and with the routes and the receivers. And he's doing that now. Um, and all the fundamentals that go with it. That's the one thing you appreciate about him. He's always trying to get better at those things. So, uh, but it, moving around in the pocket and doing that, you, you're, he's, he's been very successful at that. And it puts a lot of pressure on defenses. And then just a, a quick question about Marquez uh, in Green Bay. He was looked at as as some, kind of just a, a deep threat guy. He came here and, and said, he, you know, he feels he's more than that. What do you see maybe untapped in Marquez? Um, could there be in, in this offense? Yeah, so he's a big kid. He's very smart. Um, I, I think it's great that he's getting a jump start with Pat here going down and uh, on his own time there and working with him. And, um, and, and so just so they get to know each other, but, I think Marquez can do a lot of different things. He's got good stop-start ability. He's a big target. Um, he can run your slant games. He can uh, take your deep throws. He can run those intermediate routes. He's got a good feel in space. So he gives us a little flexibility in there. They did more than just a deep threat with him. I mean, they they incorporated him in you know the whole passing game, and he can kind of do all that stuff and does it well. So we'll look forward to getting him in and mixing him in there he seems like a really good kid I haven't had a lot of time to spend with him uh zero time with football so um but I I think that you know when he came in for his visit just him talking about what they did at Green Bay and watching the tape uh with him that you could really see that he's he's got a nice nice package there to work with let's go next to Aaron Ladd go ahead Aaron Hey, Coach, appreciate the time here. I'm a copycat everybody else and uh, jump two questions on you. The first one, football-related. How many times have you rewatched or rehashed the second half of the AFC title game? Yeah, so we've gone back through it. Um, I've gone back through it on my own, but it's been in all our cut-ups, so uh, we've had a chance to, to look at all that, yeah. And then the second one, there was a report coming out of the NFL owners meeting that you kind of had emotional words with some of the guys in there. I know you're private. I know this was closed door and all that good stuff. But kind of in the aftermath of Brian Flores and everything that's going on there, could you share your overall message in that meeting and then maybe kind of generally how the league can kind of fix that problem? Yeah, so listen, I was proud that the owners uh, were willing to listen to uh, and, and interject their thoughts on on um, the whole situation so I and, and the coaches they stood up and did the same thing and a couple of general managers stood up and talked um, and I just think it, it was it's a 
it's a great topic, first of all, to be discussing. And I, I took that as a real positive that it was being discussed and, and, uh, and the league's willing to move forward on some things that I think, uh, you know, actions are important. So there, there, there's some good that came out of that meeting uh, moving forward here. And um, that, that's right now, that's all you can ask for right now. So let, let's, let's, uh, uh, it's not all about money. It's uh, more about actions and money. You've, you've always heard that in this business, easy to give someone more money. And it's a different thing to really sh get down and show and, and do. And so um, that's what I'm, I'm seeing. And um, the owners had great coaching points for us as coaches. And we had what we thought were decent um, and good coaching points for, for the owners. And they were willing to listen, which is, which is great. I think it was good for everybody in the room. Let's go next to Matt McMullen. Good, Matt. Hey, Coach. Uh, you've mentioned how Patrick and some of the guys got together uh, down in Texas. What does it say about your guys that they want to do that kind of thing on their own time? And how beneficial can that be that when they get here for OTAs, they've worked together a little bit? Yeah, so, you know, they're they're lifting and they're conditioning and they're um, – and they're um, – and then they're running routes and doing that. So, uh, and, and the defensive guys are, they're, they're doing their thing too. So it's, I just think that it, it, that's where I have the trust in the guys uh, to be able to do this with the virtual. I don't need them right here. We've, we've played a lot of games in the last four to five years, maybe more than anybody in the national football league. So um, having them with a little time away to do their bonding with themselves, uh, especially with the influx of new players, I think is important. And then when they get here, they'll be, you know, they'll be revved up and we'll be in this building for, for quite a time. So these two weeks here though, that they can really uh, be with, be with themselves working, I think is, uh, and getting to know each other, I think is important. And it does say a lot about that. Your question. <laughs> um, and Brad, I'll have a follow-up as well. Uh, Coach, um, you know, Patrick has talked about how he was aware that the trade was coming with, with Tyree Kill. Uh, how do you go about, you know, I mean, the, the, there's a business side to it, right? There was a lot of issues. Um, that, that's, that's all part of it. Um, and, and so, and, you know, I also mentioned it to Kels, just so, so he had a heads up on it too. Just, I mean, those guys are, are very close and the three of them and have had a lot of production for us. So, um, but it's important that they, they, they see that part of it. That's part of this game and, and uh, change does take place. So, uh, and, and I think uh, you, you know, I, you beat around the bush on it. I don't think that's good either. I'm, I'm kind of upfront and this is what it is. And this is the plan going forward. And then I know uh, Brett Beach handles the, the cap and all that, but the, it's something you obviously have to be aware of as well. And it's a reality, right, with, with having to put that all together. Is, is it safe to say that you guys have kind of transitioned, that, that, that you've gone from being the, the rookie quarterback contract with Patrick Mahomes, which gives you a lot more flexibility to maybe now having to play more of a, of a long game as opposed to, you know, each year being a year that you can grab every piece that maybe you want. And now it's more of a, a, a big picture view. Well, yeah, there's a strategy involved with it. Um, uh, again, Patrick did a, a comfortable deal where we could, you know, we have some flexibility there too. 
and um, but um, in this day and age, unfortunately, you can't just pay everybody. It's it's a hard thing to do to extended contracts, and and so uh, you're going to lose a guy here and there. I mean, that's how it works. Uh, um, we're in good hands, though. We've got an owner that understands that and is sharp with it. Uh, Brant Tillis and Chris Shea um, are, are Brett's counsel right there that uh, have a great feel for the cap and uh, staying current with it, uh, but still being able to project some in, into the future. Um, and then Brett is phenomenal at, at uh, working all the angles there um, and has a great understanding of it too. So, and, is, and it has that aggressive personality to go forward and he immediately, you know, worked on that uh, and by bringing in a couple of receivers that we did. Got time for a couple more. We'll go Sam McDowell and then Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, with, you mentioned that the scheme evaluations, without asking you to get into specifics, are there things that pop up once you're allowed this window of time to look at yourself as opposed to things that, that might, you know, you be able to address during the season? And then how much of the evaluations that you had already done change than the stuff you give to players, information you give to players after you make a big change to your roster, like trading Tyreek? Yeah, Sam. So, um, as time goes on, you see a little bit more of what you're going to have to work with and, and where guys are at. And, um, that'll continue on because <clears throat> there'll be some more changes. We're going to have additions with the, you know, with the draft and then, uh, at different spots. And then you're going to have, uh, uh, whatever free agents we sign as we go forward. So, uh, you got to stay a little bit flexible. If, if you just keep in mind though, that, you're going to go in and try to utilize the guy's strengths. And, um, and that's where you can see, uh, you can see certain things that maybe you didn't see before you go, you know what, this kid's pretty good at this. Uh, and we need to look at, at increasing this role right here. Um, uh, we do a pretty good job of staying on top of the problems during the season. Uh, and then obviously during the bye week you're able to go back through and rehash, um, what you've done there with a little more condensed time, but um, this is a, you're able to put everything together. You're also able to spend some time uh, looking at new ideas, <clears throat> how they might fit into the offensive defense and special team. And, um, and then how those fit in with the players that you're, you're trying to uh, utilize. So. We'll go last to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Coach, thank you for your time as always. And, yeah. and Brad, I'll have a quick follow-up too. Uh, our dear friend, Therese Paler, used to love to say that the contract year is undefeated. In your experience, you know, what kind of a motivating factor is being the last year of a contract for a player in their prime? And do you use that as any type of motivation for players? Or is that something you leave to the players and their side and separate? You know, I tell you, in that situation, had money talks, right? So... They're, they're all going to try their best, uh, um, have their best year. Um, and so, uh, but within the framework of the team, you, you don't want somebody that's out there just playing for themselves, obviously. So there's still a team element involved, but you normally you're going to get their best uh, 
uh, during those contract years. So, or at least that's what I've found. I know some people say that the guys tank, but when you're when you're in the hunt of things, uh, they're they're all in there and going full speed. So, um, I uh, that's what I've seen. Um, I don't talk. I don't have to talk about it. I mean, it's they know these these guys are well educated and they 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 know what what's at stake and um and we've been fortunate that the guys have really been in attack mode when they get into those situations and and chris jones last year he dealt with that wrist issue all season he mentioned to us that he might have surgery in the off season where does he kind of stand is he 100 percent ready to go when you hit the otas yeah he's been in you know he's been in the whole time here uh lifting so he um so he he's uh I think he's feeling pretty good. Um, he'll be ready to go, I think. You look good, by the way, man. You look like you've been working out here. Huh? That's great. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right. You guys be safe. Hey, Patrick. Um, it, it certainly looks like you're coming back to a little bit of a different world. Uh, Tyreek's gone. Uh, Pringle's gone. Demarcus Robinson's gone. Mike Kafka's gone. I know you got some new receivers coming in. Uh, Matt Nagy's back. I'm just wondering what all this means to you, and particularly not having Tyreek anymore. And Brad, uh, Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah, I mean, um, it's definitely going to be different in a sense, but uh, I, I feel like we still have a strong foundation of guys that have been here. Um, over the last few years and then with coach Reed, coach B enemy, and then having a guy like coach Nagy back. I mean, uh, it's someone that I've, I've worked with before. So I have that commonality. Um, and then uh, as far as on the field, we are bringing in a lot of different receivers, um, but we still have guys like Trav and stuff like that. that can kind of teach the ways that we do things, how we practice everything like that. And McColl can do that as well. Um, and then um, we'll have to find production in different ways than we did the last year. Cause Tyreek was such a, a big part of our offense. Um, but I, I think you've seen in games that we haven't had Tyreek or we haven't had certain people, other guys have stepped up and made plays happen. And I expect that to happen this year as well. Okay. And uh, I know you've had a chance to throw to Juju and to uh, Valdez Scantling a little bit. What are your thoughts on them? What do they bring you guys that maybe you didn't have uh, before? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that you see is, as I've thrown to all these guys, really, um, is that we have a lot of size in that receiving room that we haven't necessarily had in the past. Uh, we've done it different ways with speed and and uh, beating guys deep and stuff like that. But to have big physical receivers that can still run, that can still uh, catch the ball over the top. But at the same time, there's been balls I've even thrown while we're throwing uh, just kind of out there routes on air type stuff. And I've thrown it high thinking it's an overthrow. And those guys are catching it easy. So uh, just having that size, I think, will be different. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it will be a – uh, something that we can be very useful for us during the season. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. And, and Brad, I'll have a couple things. Um, last year, obviously, uh, the way Tampa defended you guys in the Super Bowl is the way you guys were defended a lot of the rest of the season. Do you anticipate and have you prepared for a lot of what the Bengals were giving you to see that over the course of the rest of this next season? Yeah, I mean, they, they did a lot of the same similar stuff that we had saw in the Buffalo game, uh, the game before, and we had seen kind of during the season, that's a lot of shell coverages, first, second down, and then um, bringing their dying personnel and playing man uh, with a little spy a spy on me. And uh, they did a good job of that, especially in the second half. Um, but uh, I think that just goes with us having to execute at a higher level. Uh, we're going to see man coverages. We'll see shell coverages. We're going to see a lot of different uh, pitches, uh, I guess you would say. And so for us, it's about finding ways to have success 
uh, finding ways to run the football, finding ways to play action off the run, make, make those big plays still happen, um, and uh, just kind of find the team that we are, which I think can be a very special football team. And then just football-wise, what's been on your mind most this offseason? Yeah, it's actually been it's been cool for me because uh, at this point last year I was still in the boot, so um, just to be able to have a full off season where I can train from right from the get go, I can throw, do all these different type of things. It's something that I wasn't able to do at this point last year, so uh, definitely excited about that. I feel like I'm in a great spot now, uh, getting a lot of work with these receivers down here in Texas. So uh, I think uh, it'll have me a little bit more advanced than I even was at this point last off season. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Brad, I have a second one as well. Um, Patrick, thanks for doing this. Um, as you were getting to know these guys more and more, just what are you trying to get them to understand as to what it's like to run Coach Reed's offense and how much implement do you feel like you have as to how the offense may change uh, from last year to this year? Yeah, I think um, the biggest thing for the work that we've been getting in Texas is first, we want to build those relationships. I mean, I think that's what made us, uh, that's made us so great over these last few years is we have a, a team that our bond of our team, the chemistry that we have, that we can go out there and be who we are. Um, so I wanted to get everybody together so they get to meet each other. They learn how each other uh, kind of acts with each other and how, how to build those friendships. Um, and then I, I wanted to really focus on the details because uh, we, we're, we're kind of starting to get to start bright, brand new again. Uh, from the first thing, those things that you kind of just blew uh, blew through and kind of went through really quickly last year, you get to really focus on those details, uh, which I think is a great thing for us because we'll get to go back to the to the basics of it, learn it from there, um, and then evolve as the season goes on. And so uh, we'll definitely have different things. We always are evolving as an offense and changing. Um, but I think having this this good of a receiving room, I mean, everybody uh, that can go out there and make plays, uh, it'll be great competition, and I think will help us in the long run. And with that, um, Patrick, Andy mentioned earlier today that both he and Brett Beach kept you and Travis informed as to how the negotiations were going with Tyreek and then obviously uh, the decision to lead to the trade. I just wonder when you found out that uh, he wasn't going to be your teammate anymore, just what was your initial reaction and then how have you tried to sort of um, focus elsewhere knowing that, you know, this is sort of a new challenge in your career? Yeah, I mean, obviously, my initial reaction uh, was a little bit of shock. I mean, even though you, you knew that this was a possibility, um, just the play of the guy that you've played and built a friendship with over the last uh, six years, um, it, it definitely was something that you didn't, you didn't want him to leave more for the just being able to hang out in the locker room and do that stuff than the actual on-the-field stuff. Um, but you're happy for him, man. I mean, he, he got a great contract. Obviously, he's back uh, where he has a house in the offseason around a lot of his family and stuff like that. Um, and I, I wish the best for him. And then for me, it was just, this is, we got to keep rolling. That's just kind of how it is in this league is it's a business as much as it is about um, your friendships and stuff like that. And so uh, we, we know that in order to, to have success in this league, you have to keep evolving and keep getting better. And so uh, I got with those, these new receivers as quickly as possible and try to build that so that we could have success right when we get going this year. Next to James Palmer. Go James. Patrick, this is our first opportunity to hear you talk about the match, man. Why are you and Josh going to win this thing? You know, man, I, I think uh, the reason we're going to win is because we're going to be able to play the course a little differently than, than uh, old Tom and old Aaron over there. So they're going to be hit playing and nice and easy. You know, they might get us on a couple par threes and stuff like that. But whenever we can really open it up and use the drivers, um, it's going to be nice to be able to use our little wedges while they're using their six irons. So that'll, that'll help us a little bit. Uh, let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. 
Hey, Patrick, good to see you. Uh, for the COVID restrictions to to be over, this is pretty unique for for Andy Reid not to have everyone back in Kansas City, even for phase one. And I guess it, it's, a, it's a blanket question. How did this process of these guys staying in Texas with you come about with Andy? It was it your idea? Who's down there exactly? Are they staying with you? And what are these pseudo practices like? Just as much detail as you're willing to give about kind of how this came about and what's happening. Yeah, so it, it kind of started off where I was going to have some guys anyways uh, come run routes and, and do stuff like that before OTA started. And then as I kind of talked to, to Coach Reed and EB, um, they they kind of informed me, they're like, if you want to get everybody down there, then uh, we can do the virtual these first few weeks um, and kind of keep everybody together. Because like that, you're, you're off the field. I get to, I'm going to lunch with these guys. I'm, I'm working out with these guys as well, not just throwing. So you kind of build those relationships that way. Um, and then plus we're in a, a little warmer weather than KC is right now. So uh, it was a, it was a thing where we were going to have to work anyways and get off and do off the field. And then we decided that it was, as long as we were in Texas working together, the coaches said that we could do it virtually and still get the learning that we need. Um, and that just evolves with the trust that they have in us is that we're going to be uh, vets and we're going to do it the right way. Like we've been doing. And um, whenever we roll into KC in May, uh, we'll, we'll be ready to go then too. Thanks to Todd Palmer. Good Todd. Uh, hey, Patrick, appreciate the time. Um, you, you mentioned the shell coverage and everything you guys saw last year. In what way do you feel like um, maybe spreading the ball around, diversifying the offense will help you defeat some of those coverages you saw, you know, now that you're going to have maybe a, a variety of weapons they have to account for? Yeah, I mean, I'm very, I'm very interested to see how defenses are going to play us just in general because, I mean, a lot of that shell stuff was because of the speed that we had on the outside and, and this year we have such we have that speed still with guys like Valdez, Scanlon, and McColl, but we also have bigger guys um, that can catch it over the middle with with Travis, obviously, and Juju, and 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 all these guys. So we have we kind of have a nice mixture uh, of speed and size, which I think will force defenses to try to not only play those deep coverages, but but come up and play some man too. Um, so if, I think it's going to be able to have a different variety for them where they won't know exactly where the ball's going every single play. They, they don't know where it's going to because we have so many different guys that can make plays in this offense. Next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Patrick. Speaking of so many guys who can make plays on the offense, but Cole Hardman, well, what are your expectations and what has been your message to him uh, as he enters this season, especially with Tyreek gone now? Yeah, I mean, I think um, – whenever McColl's gotten opportunities in this offense, even if it's even when Tyreek would have to go out and then he would come in and run the routes of Tyreek Grant, he made plays happen. Um, he made a lot of big plays and big moments, especially at the end of last season. Um, and so for me, it's just continue to be himself. I mean, he doesn't have to be Tyreek Hill. I mean, he has to be McColl Hardman. And I think McColl Hardman can be a, a, a great player in this offense. He's made a pro bowl already and I think he can keep getting better and better. So um, every, everybody kind of, puts that thing of he's got to replace Tyreek. I think he can be his own player, which can be a pro bowler and a great player in this offense as well. So uh, I think just him continue to evolve and, and, and play hard and practice hard. Uh, he'll be, have a, have a great season this year. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. On that same front, Patrick, uh, people have made a lot to the fact that he didn't really do some of the off site off season workout stuff in the past, like coming down and catching passes with you. He's been down there with you guys. Some, you see that as a sign that uh, he understands maybe how big this opportunity is to step up in this offense and how important it can be for his future since this is the last year of his first deal. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think since McColl's been here, we've had COVID for like the last two years. And then um, and then obviously this year he, he came down here. So it wasn't like he's been missing a lot of things here and there. It kind of got overblown, I think, a little bit 
because he wasn't there the first week, but he's been here ever since. Um, so uh, it's uh, – I mean, got overblown a little bit in a sense, but uh, he's a guy who's always worked hard. I mean, he's, he's a guy that's always putting in the, putting in the time um, and just kind of waiting for his opportunity. I mean, when you have two all-pro uh, Chiefs legends that are, are getting a lot of the catches, it, I mean, it's hard to get everybody the targets um, that, that, that they want. But he, every time he's in there and has his opportunity, he's going 100 miles an hour as hard as he can. So you respect guys like that, and then you're happy that he'll have even a bigger chance to have a bigger opportunity this, uh, opportunity this year. And I expect big things from him. Got time for three more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Darren. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Patrick. How you doing? Good. good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, two questions for you. First one, look, you, you've always talked about going into the offseason, how you want to be a better quarterback um, and, you know, and, 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 and up, you know, up with your accuracy and stuff like that. What type of challenges do you see um, – that you're willing to face, obviously, with, with this new core receivers to where it'll cause the defense uh, problem this time around and have a follow-up? Yeah, no. So, I mean, first off, it's about me building that timing with those guys. I mean, I got to make sure that I'm on that same timing that I was uh, with Tyreek and with some, and Pringle and D-Rob these last few years. Um, and so that's why we're doing what we're doing now. And I think uh, just having the different variety, I think it's going to be huge for us. I mean, the, the defense doesn't know where the ball is going to. I mean, we have so many different guys that can make plays and do stuff out there um, and that I'm just excited to be able to go out there and spread the football around, be able to run the football. I mean, I think our offensive line, we had at the end of the last year was probably one of the best, if not the best offensive line in, this, in the league. Um, so being able to run the football with them as well, uh, it will make our offense more diverse and I think will make us more successful in the long run. And I know we haven't really had a chance to really talk to you since the offseason, but obviously all the moves that are being made, in the, in the, especially in the AFC, you got Russell Wilson to Denver, you've got the Deshaun Watson going over to Cleveland. I mean, how do you how do you foresee this, you know, this upcoming season with the AFC being as loaded as it is and the type of challenge that it's going to face for you all to try to get back at least to the, to the AFC championship game, if not the Super Bowl? Yeah, no, I mean, if you look at our schedule, I mean, it seems like every team that we played uh, was in the soup, was in the playoffs these last uh, last few years. And so for us, um, it's about going out there, um, knowing that we're going to play great football every single week. And if we don't, we're going to lose. So you got to play great football every single week um, and uh, try to find a way to win the AFC West first off um, and then try to get into the playoffs on the AFC and try to get the Super Bowl again. I mean, it's a uh, it's always going to be a challenge. You're always going to win big football games. Uh, obviously, this year's even bigger than most because how stacked the AFC West is. Um, but you don't want it any any other way to be able to go into a division like this and uh, try to win the AFC West again in this division. Uh, that will just show the 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 true the true success that we we've had uh, running in the, the Chiefs Kingdom so far. And we'll go last to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick. Always appreciate your time, man. Um, this is the first kind of normal draft process that we've had in a few years. And I'm wondering what your kind of draft process is. Do you have any contact with some of the guys that are coming out and training? Um, what feedback are you giving? And then what's Brett Beach giving you as far as the process? And where will you be during the draft and keeping an eye on, on what the Chiefs are doing? Yeah, no, I mean, um, I, I obviously, if they ask me stuff, I'll, I'll give my input and stuff like that. But I trust in, uh, Beach. I trust in Coach Reed. Uh, if you look at their their history, I mean, they, they've found players everywhere in the draft that, that have had success on this team. Um, and so I always trust in them that they're going to make the right decisions. They keep me in the loop just kind of like everything else of kind of what they're looking at and stuff like that. Um, but as far as where I will be for the draft, I actually have a bachelor party that weekend. So uh, my one of my best friends from high school is bachelor party is that weekend. I don't want to say where, 
Um, but I'll, I'll be on that, and but I'll, I'll sure to stay in touch and, and be, be in tune with what's going on, on on draft night. Patrick, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank y'all. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. He has heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Now we'll hear from McCole Hardman and Nick Bolton. Hey, McCole, hope you're well. I have yeah, two good, good questions. Good. Yeah, I have two questions here for you. How's the workout going down there in Texas with uh, Patrick and some of the new receivers that you're getting to know? Uh, it's going good. Um, just, you know, basic terminology, just, you know, getting our feet wet, not going to rest off a little bit and um, get some uh, timing down and, you know, trying to get prepared before we get to uh, OTAs. And I know like last year, I'm going to point to last year, you pointed out a couple of times that it was kind of sometimes it was tough to eat when you're, you're playing alongside two all pros with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Uh, how much does your mindset and your approach now change after the Tyreek Hill trade, knowing that a lot of Hill's targets can now start coming your way? Um, I mean, basically, I think it's just um, being prepared for the opportunity, um, just, you know, working. So, you know, because, you know, I think we're going to have an offense where we're going we're gonna to spread the ball a lot, you know, around a lot. So I think it's just more so being prepared for uh, whenever those, you know, targets or whatever come your way and just be the best way prepared you can and just go out there and with the mindset of, you know, uh, stepping up and trying to fill a role and um, just trying to keep that mindset like that and uh, just be ready. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, McCole, um, you know, with, with Tyreek being gone and, and Pringle being gone and Demarcus Robinson being gone, how do you see your role changing here um, this year? And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Um, honestly, I don't know. I think I can figure it out when, when we get back to OTAs and training camp and to see the plan that the coaches have and um, their plan for me and, and see and see how that goes. But, um, you know, honestly, I think it's just a, a – Another opportunity, like I just said, to be prepared for and be able to take advantage of, and uh, and when though and that opportunity comes, you just got to be ready for it. So, okay. And uh, what are your expectations for yourself this season? Um, be better than I was last year. Honestly, um, as as much I can say, you know, um, like I said, it's a, a winning and generation type of player has left a team. So you know, somebody got to step up and fill the role or. You know, most of us got to step up and try to, you know, fill that void. So, um, but for myself personally, man, I just want to be better than I was last year. Uh, get better as an overall receiver and, um, like, kind of establish my name a little bit more. Um, catching the ball, running routes, uh, yards have to catch, 
everything, trying to improve on it and, and just get better. Let's go ahead to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Michael, I have a follow-up to Herbie's notion about the eating with Kelsey and Hill. Uh, at the moment that you, you start to find out that this Hill trade is going to happen, is there like a bittersweet aspect to it? I, I know you guys were very close and it was a big part of the offense, but finally maybe there, there was a feeling that, okay, you know, this is finally the year I've been and the opportunity that I've been waiting for in a sense. Um, I would say bittersweet. I think um, I was, I would love for him to be back on the team. Like, you know, um, somebody like that, you would want on your team. Um, he, he brought a lot, you know, to the game and, a lot the defense got to prepare for. Um, so I think that's definitely a, a hit for sure, you know. Um, but the, for the rest of your question, um, I wouldn't say like the time I've been waiting for is more so is the opportunity is bigger, if that makes sense. Like I'm, I think I'm a – that's the word I'm going to say is the opportunity is bigger. Um, so – but that's just up to, you know, the coaches and, and the coaching staff to, to really, you know, see how they want to – use me in that role or how, how they want to use me this year. And, um, but it's up to me to be prepared for that and, and just get better each and every day. And so however they want to do everything and I'll be ready for it. So I have a two-parter here and I kind of want to hit on what everybody else is asking in the era of Travis Hill and, and yourself, did you ever feel like the odd man out? We've been kind of seeing some tweets from you, uh, maybe kind of feeling like that way. Did you ever feel that way? The odd man out? No, I mean, I mean, if whoever you are, man, with Trav and Tyreek, man, they, they're going to talk about them. They one and two, you know what I'm saying? And even with, you know, Pat quarterback, that's three. So it's like you got these three headed monsters that's going to be talked about regardless. You know, I think it's just more so of, um, I don't know, that, that I man out got me <laughs> thinking. That, but I don't, I don't like an eye man out. No, I think I, I, I progressed like I posted to. I played like I posted to. And I, I took advantage of whenever I got my chance, even with everybody around. So I don't think I was – Ah uh, man, I, I think I did what I was supposed to do, and and everybody knew I, you know, did it. But I should, I should have did, you know. So, and obviously, you finished last year uh, very strong. And Andy Reid kind of talked about kind of molding what you do well with kind of the play calling. Uh, was there a moment in time in which they sat you down and, and kind of had that discussion, or or was it kind of a process throughout the whole year? I did progress out throughout the whole year. Just you know, I think things at the end of the year kind of clicked and. You know, we started, you know, doing different things to, uh, to open more doors up for me, myself, personally. Um, so, um, and at the same time, still, you know, calling the plays that we needed to call to get the, you know, the main guys open. So, um, basically, just one of those, those uh, things that happened where we kind of figure out, like, what we should do when it comes to me as far as, like, you know, what time to give me a jet sweep, what time to give me a screen or when when it come to me in, in certain situations. So I think we just had a good dress of filling that out. And coming into this year, I'm pretty sure they're going to try to do something similar as, you know, how we was at the end of the year. So. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go, Nate. Hello, McCall. I have two as well. Just you've been the most experienced guy right now who has worked with Pat over the last, now going into four years. Just have you noticed anything in these early workouts that sort of continue to show your connection with him, uh, especially with given the opportunity? Um, <clears throat> I think the condition going to grow as we get through training camp and, you know, starting to, you know, build that bond and that connection. So, um, but we, we already got, got a connection for sure over these past three years. Um, and like I said, it's going to get, you know, uh, better as it, as it goes. So, you know, coming into a, maybe another role that I might get into, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just depends on how everything goes. And so my job is just to be in the right spot, you know, all the time. 
and um, just be. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, yeah. Try to be in the best spot at all times. So, um, yeah, I think the connection definitely won't get um, better as it goes. And uh, my second question was, you know, this is the first time I'm, I'm sure you've watched them on film and watched them and admire them from afar, but this is your first time being with MVS, being with Juju. Just what have those workouts been like, and just what have you gotten to know more about them, uh, obviously being in person during, during these training sessions? Oh, yeah, my kids, uh, MVS, that boy fast. I didn't know he was that fast. Uh, <laughs> he, he's definitely moving. Um, uh, you know, a bigger receiver, you know, taller receiver that got some speed on him. Um, I think it'll be very beneficial to our offense for sure. Um, Juju, he, I think Juju is Juju. Um, I I don't think I we haven't worked out yet. Uh, I think he's been doing things, but he should be back this week, I believe. But um, so but I know he's a good receiver. He um kind of a bigger receiver. You know they can go in there, be a great blocker. They can get intermediate routes, those short routes, and you know do what he's supposed to do. So um, I think it's a great combination for all three of us, honestly. Um, so but yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how they go through training camp and you know adjust to the offense and get the playbook down. I think once they um, finally get the playbook and, uh, you know, how we run things and how the, everything goes, I think they're going to come into their own for sure. We've got time for a couple more. We'll go Matt, Derek, and then Steve Walls. Go ahead, Matt. <clears throat> hey, McCall, always appreciate your time, man. Um, Andy was talking to us earlier about, you know, that he's seen a lot of guys have big seasons in their contract year. And obviously that last year, your rookie deal is always a big, big moment for a guy in a player's career. To you, do you do you feel that? Do you feel like you're getting a little bit of juice knowing that it, this is a contract season for you and that there, you know that there's big opportunities ahead for you to have a big season? Uh yeah, I definitely want to have one of my best seasons for sure, especially in the in the contract year. Um that's definitely a thought that goes through your head. But um I think honestly, you really can't just look too far in the future. You know, I think that's kind of like that you can mess up is looking too far in the future and thinking like I want to have this, I want to have that, but more so just take it one day at a time and let everything unfold like it's supposed to. But it's definitely something on my mind of having a big year for sure. Let's go ask Steve Walls. Good, Steve. McCoe, what's happening, brother? How you doing? It's good. How you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, Patrick said something that was uh, kind of interesting earlier uh, when he talked about uh, you, when, one of the videos that he posted that, that you weren't there at the workout and, and it's kind of blown out of proportion. Uh, you know, do you feel that way? Uh, when, when you, when you hear, you know, stuff like that, if people are just like, oh, well, he should be there uh, working out with Patrick. And, and of course you were there, but uh, do you feel that way? Um, I know that's what he, what he had said earlier. And I have a <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, definitely blown out of proportion for sure. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what sometimes what people be thinking. Um, I mean, I've been working out the whole off season. You know what I mean? Not to mention, like, when we go to OTAs, training camp, I'm going to have four months with Pat to throw, you know? Mm -hmm. like, and I think, honestly, they got to understand that uh, people have individual lives as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just be – I can't be on Pat ass all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not going to happen. You know what I mean? But, um, obviously, uh, the week before I got there, they had already had some earlier workouts, you know, which I was already planning to be there the next week. So – which they probably don't wouldn't even know about that. But so um definitely I got it next weekend gonna be out there to continue two weeks before we go to OTAs and be out there. So And this is the longest off season that you've ever been a part of since being in the league, man. Um what what are some of the things that you're you're trying to work on? You know, I know you're down in House of Athlete. How much are you working on? What are you working on exactly down there? And then how much are you, you know, getting games from, from guys like Brandon Marshall and, and uh Jarvis Landry and those guys? Uh just basically uh trying to get stronger and faster, you know, more explosive, 
um, how I kind of go through the offseason. The first part, I just want to get you to focus on those first uh, three things, not really focus on football at all. Like, I don't want to think about football because you didn't did it for like six, seven months. So, um, but then afterwards, you get all that done. And then when you finally get to like, you know, the OTA phase period, it's kind of like starting to get better on, you know, top of releases, you know, releases, top of your routes, stuff like that. And just kind of like, slowly work your way back into the grind. You know, you don't want to, like, try to kill yourself too fast. Uh, I think rest is important. And um, so that's kind of how I go. Like, make sure I'm taking care of my body, but also, like, trying to just, you know, fine-tune the little things, the basic things, the fundamentals of, you know, my game, and then just, you know, slowly progressing to, like, you know, OTAs and training camp. McCall, we appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Hey, Nick, I'm just wondering whether um, there are things, specific things you're working on in terms of improvement this offseason and when you get started in OTAs as as opposed to just general improvement. Are there certain things you're sort of focused in on uh, right now and until camp starts? Uh, Yeah, uh, the biggest thing for me is zone coverage. Uh, That's kind of one of the things I wanted to improve on the offseason, probably uh, the the, uh, part of the game I was lacking the most of. So, uh, just trying to get better in that aspect of it. And uh, also just uh, coming more crisp in the, in the scheme. Uh, we got the first day underneath that belt today. So uh, refining things, uh, learning again, uh, starting all over. So uh, everything I want to work on in order to get to where I want to get to um, as a team and as myself as well. Um, so I just come back in day one, excited. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hi, Nick and Brad. I'll have a, a second one. I was wondering how much conversation you might've had with Anthony Hitchens uh, as he you know, was departed from, uh, the team did you guys talk at all and, and what was that like oh yeah me and Hitch we're still in constant communication uh, that's my guy uh, he's one of those guys that when I came in open uh, open arms something you learn uh, kind of taught me the in and outs of, of the industry so uh, probably at least at least once a month uh, I check in on him uh, we've been talking throughout the offseason um, so I was sad to see him go but I know he's cheering me on I'm cheering him on uh, the best of luck for him uh, whether he comes back uh, here or find another team I know he's gonna be the best individual of himself and now that the, the team has moved on, how do you see that maybe that'll change your role for, for 2022? Uh, yeah, it's hard to replace uh, one of those guys like Hitch. It's kind of, kind of be up to me and Willie uh, to kind of just kind of help out, be vocal uh, where we can be, uh, not overstepping, uh, let it come naturally. So uh, that's kind of what we're doing, kind of heading forward. I'm just trying to put our best foot forward every single day uh, and see where it takes us. Let's go next to Todd Palmer. Go ahead, Todd. Uh, hey, Nick, appreciate your time. Um, I wanted to, to ask, like, you know, how, how much different is this April compared to last year when you were, you know, kind of nervous coming out of, out of college, not sure where, where you were going to be compared to having a year in the NFL under your belt? And what do you think you learned? What was the biggest lesson you learned as a rookie last year? Oh, yeah, as the season goes on, I learned a lot of lessons. Um, really just not pressing, letting things come to you as the game goes along. Uh, that's kind of one of the biggest things. Uh, when you kind of get playing linebacker, you feel like you should be on a lot of plays, uh, especially in run plays. So kind of letting the game come naturally to you as the game goes on, uh, not pressing. Um, that's kind of like an, an aspect of the second part of the question. Do you mind repeating the first? Yeah. What? Um, how much different is this April compared to last year, you know, when you were just kind of a nervous rookie waiting to see where you go? Oh, yes. Yeah, a lot different than last year. I'm kind of got to know where I'm going. got a scheme. I kind of got an idea of, uh, of, I guess, the concrete foundation part of the scheme. And so um, I kind of – get that part out the way. I can work on, on football-related things. I think I can work on my game, improve myself as a player, um, whether it's watching tape, uh, getting on the field, uh, lifting weights, uh, stretching, all, everything it takes uh, to be a great football player. I can focus in more on that um, now that I have, have a team um, kind of solidified on where I'm, where I'm at um, on the team. So 
I can go ahead and just start working on, on small things um, and just have to be the best ball player I can be for the Chiefs. Let's go next to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Nick. How's it going, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Pretty good. Man, we see the uh, the offensive guys, you know, posting videos on social media, hanging out together, things like that. How much do you guys at the defensive unit get together and uh, have, have workouts, you know, in this offseason? Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a couple of times. Uh, I worked out at the facility. There's been a, a couple of guys there. Um, I've worked out with Willie. Um, I know Jermaine got in today. Uh, also, uh, Elijah Lee got in today. So I'm looking forward to working out with those guys um, in the offseason. Uh, I was actually in Arizona. Uh, Justin Reed was down there. We had a couple of guys, Cordell Powell, uh, uh, Juwan was down there. Uh, so we all get work in. Uh, we really post on social media, but we're all getting working together, uh, trying to improve and trying to reach the goal at the end of the year. Uh, also, the trophy. Go back to Adam. I think Adam had a follow up. Go ahead, Adam. Yeah, Nick, I just wanted to ask you, you were talking earlier about zone coverage and, and trying to make improvement there. How do you do that? Is it all just film study and, and recognition or are there things you can do on the field to uh, to uh, improve in that area? Yeah, I just kind of work, work and coming down to breaks uh, in, terms, in terms of on the field work. Um, film study wise, just kind of figure out uh, route concepts, where people want to throw the ball at. Um, what concepts, what can make you be a half quick faster on recognizing the play concept, where you want to throw the ball at. Um, versus being in a certain defense. So just kind of nitpicking those type of things, kind of pick up where I can, um, maybe find a little something I didn't see during the season. I probably pick up maybe uh, after watching the second time. So uh, that's kind of what I've been doing. Hey, Nick, you kind of talked about with the new faces in the linebacker room. And even though you've only been here a year, I mean, you're going to be a leader on this team and on this defense, especially with all the turnover. What kind of a leader do you think you are? I mean, how do you work with the guys around you? How do you try and inspire and build that leadership and, and get the guys to follow you? Uh, I feel like uh, going in this season, it's collective. Uh, it's just not me. Um, it's everybody on the defense. We got a lot of new faces. I got older, uh, older guys. Um, our D lines are kind of the bits of our defense right now uh, in terms of years being played. So we're going to lean on those, rely on those guys heavily as the season goes on. Um, and that's that's being linebackers. Uh, we just got to be vocal. Uh, build, make sure everybody's on the same page, communicating. Um, make sure everybody's comfortable with each other. Um, so that just goes as the season goes on, building trust and relationships. Uh, as these guys get in and come in the next uh, next couple of weeks, uh, we're building a foundation now. Uh, so we go in in phase two. Uh, we hit the field, got trust, uh, um, just kind of just relaying with each other, communicating. That just takes time. Hey, Nick, uh, as a follow-up to Matt's question about the leadership role in the linebacker room, uh, you and Willie, how much discussion has, has, been, has there been on who's going to be the green dot uh, among the linebackers? Uh, we haven't talked about that. Um, most conversations have been on, on how we can improve as a unit. Uh, how can we be more fluid? How can we be better uh, better uh, athletes uh, at this point? Uh, that's one that we're working on. Uh, we just really got into football, so we haven't really discussed uh, logistics of, of positions, uh, stuff like that. We're just laying the groundwork, uh, just communicating, getting to know each other. Uh, we've got a brand new coach and Coach Daly, uh, so we got communicating with, uh, with him um, as well with the other linebackers, uh, introducing ourselves. So that's kind of where we're at right now, uh, but uh, we're excited what we got going forward. Let's go last to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Nick, uh, you mentioned Willie a bit. Uh, what's the benefit for both of you as two young players coming off really solid seasons, kind of working together and kind of trying to take your game to the next level together? Uh, yeah, it's always great working with a, with a, with a person like Willie. Uh, I know he's going to come every, come in every single day uh, and uh, push me. I'd be the best version of myself. And that goes along with everybody in the linebacker room. Um, they know we're going to push each other. They'll be the best versions of ourselves day in and day out. And that's kind of what it takes to be great in this league. And so we're pushing each other, uh, we're pushing our group um, as well. And so we're all trying to get to the same goal, just be the best versions of ourselves uh, for our team, our defense, um, and our linebacker rooms and our coaches. So that's kind of our focus point. It's kind of where we're, we're headed. Um, and that's what we're going to try to do uh, in these next couple of phases. Nick, we really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks for joining us. Uh, no problem. Appreciate y'all. See you soon.
All right, guys, we got McCole Hardman will be coming in here next. Um, hang tight for me for one second.